whether you're an amateur or an expert, are you trying to decide where would be the best place to go for your ski vacation? Hello, everybody. My name is John Bono, and I'm your host for the Travel Fun and Adventure Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about things doing with travel. Whether you're traveling alone, with kids, with pets, as a you know, couple, whatever it is, we talk about all the important things of travel. Most of all, we talk about travel so that you that is a good value for the dollar. We want you to have a great trip, but we also don't want it costing you an arm and a leg. We think about those kind of factors. So you have a good trip, but your trip doesn't keep on living with you years later because you went so far in debt for it. And on this episode, we are going to go over what you need to consider for a ski trip. Now, I'm sure most people have heard about, you know, Park City, Utah, Aspen, Colorado. Of course, those are the big places. And we are going to talk about more than well, at least one of them, we look Park City a little more carefully. However, those kind of be sending on the high end of the spectrum, especially Aspen. But we're going to talk about is overall how to pick a place where you may want to take you, whether you, your family, or, you know, a bunch of friends. And the first thing you're going to want to think about is what kind of ski level you know, ski difficulty are you looking for? If you're all a bunch of beginners, you don't want to go to a ski resort that only has double black diamond ski lifts, ski mountains on it. That's not going to do you any good. Why? A double black diamond is for is extreme or expert for experts only. Very challenging. So yes, if you're in the beginning level, you probably don't want to you know, consider that. So the first thing you want to do is look at the resorts that are going to have the level of difficulty that's going to be right for you. Now, there's four basic levels when it comes to ski difficulties here in the United North America. The lowest, the you know, the bunny slopes is, is green circle, which is for beginners. You know, if you're brand new to this, the green circle, see how many green circle slopes is there is there just one tiny one and then all the rest are double black diamonds that might not necessarily be good if you know there's too many beginners there and and instead you're you know getting pushed off the slopes next level is called blue square which is kind of for intermediate it gets a little more difficult there may be some trees then you get the black diamond which is for advanced that is steep unmarked features, that kind of thing. And then finally, as I said, the the most extreme is a double black diamond. Now, in Europe and Japan, they have different colors. They have blue for beginner, red for intermediate, black for advanced, and double or triple black for the expert ones. So, slight difference there. So, if you're going to either of those, you'll need to know. But as I said, the first thing you want to check in for the ski resort you plan to go to is what level of difficulty are there. 
like it and if you know your entire family are relatively new at this skiing thing you probably don't want to go to one with a bunch of di- double black diamonds now it may not be the coolest place to go but it's also going to be safer especially as a beginner you don't want to do something stupid and get on too difficult next up to think about is if you're a beginner is what kind of ski schools and chat and want to look at what kind of ski schools they have, especially if you're going to have more, you know, a beginner or multiple beginners, you know, something that some people that are going to help you learn how to ski and ski safely. So you want to see, you want to check the ratings, checks what other people say about them because, you know, they, a resort may have, you know, instructors but if they don't under don't treat you right or you know they're too abrasive or whatever that's something you'll want to know so see how their schools are rated you may want to look at individual constructors but that can get very expensive so consider what type if this is important for i mean considering your level and you need the ski schools consider the quality of the ski schools. Next up is consider child care services. If you have small children, what are they going to do when you're skiing? Some resorts will offer good child care services. They will have, you know, things for the activities for the children. And so they don't get bored because you know what? If, if you guys are all doing something on the slopes and they're just sitting there, they're not going to be too happy. And they're going to get fussy and all that kind of fun stuff. So consider making sure to look for what kind of good child care services they are. Next up, are you traveling with a pet? Pets can be sometimes difficult on with going on a vacation. And when you're going to someplace specific like a ski resort, maybe so a little more so. However, there is plenty of ski resorts out there that are pet friendly. So be sure to check out their policies as far as pets go and any restrictions or conditions for bringing pets. Some of them are going to require that you bring all their current vaccinations. And a lot of hotels require, I mean, I've seen quite a few hotels require current vaccination records for any pets. So consider that that's probably going to be a requirement. Next up, what you want to consider is whether you want to you want to be at a resort that's you know close to a major city or a city where there's lots of activities, or some place a little that might not be close. I'm going to compare two of them for you. I'm going to re- t- compare the canyons in which are right outside Salt Lake City and Park City, which also you know is just up the mountains from. Salt Lake City. Now, of course, Park City is a big town. It has a beautiful main street that can be very crowded when it's ski season. But it also has ski, you know, ski lifts right there in the city itself. There's also resorts surrounding it. So there's lots around there. You may not have to drive at all. You can just get up there and ride shuttle buses or Go directly up the slopes from your hotel, depending on where you're staying. However, 
one thing you want to consider is that staying someplace like Park City, you're going to be paying more money. So you'll want to compare whether staying at a place like Park City where, you know, you can go out, go out, have a nice meal. You don't have to eat at the same places all the time might actually be better for you than some other places. The other alternative I'm talking about is like the canyons in Salt, outside Salt Lake. Now, to get to these, you have to go up the canyon roads. And once you get there, the ski resorts are the primary activity. There is not a whole lot. Now, there is a few restaurants here and there. There are some limited accommodations. There's that. Otherwise, you take a you could take either drive or take the bus back and forth to Salt Lake City. Now the advantage here is you can stay in Salt Lake City or the suburban areas, spend a lot less on a hotel. You still I mean if you're near the hotel you're near the hotel you'll probably have you know a lot of variety of shops and restaurants to go to. The only dark backside is you have to go up the canyon each time to get to resort. If you're not staying directly at the resort. If you do stay at the resort, you have to consider the fact that to get to most things, you're going to have a long drive. So if you're staying at the resort, you know, you might have an hour drive to get to anywhere. So check the resort to see how far it is away from other things. As I said, this can be an advantage, it can be a disadvantage. Check what kind of transit options they have. The thing is, driving out those canyon roads can get pretty bad. They can get very crowded, and they can get very bad as far as the weather, and the weather can come in quickly without you realizing it. And then those canyon roads become treacherous. You think of any ski resort, I mean, chances are driving up a canyon road is going to involve it if it's not, you know, like Park City where it's in a major city. And even getting to Park City from Salt Lake City involves driving up a canyon. It's just on an interstate, so you would hope that it is a little better maintained. Now, for example, in the case of the canyons in Salt Lake, Utah Transit Authority does offer ski bus service. And it's actually pretty good up to the canyons. That way you can avoid driving. It means your schedule is dependent on the transit schedules. But on the other hand, you don't have to drive in it. And trust me, driving those roads can be not so fun when the weather is not well. So what you want to do is figure out where exactly your options for staying. So if you decide to do something like the canyons or, I mean, there's lots of them throughout the, you know, ski areas of the country. If you go someplace where you have to drive, is that going to save you enough money that it's worth the drive back and forth or the ride on transit? That's another thing you'll want to look at is what options they have besides driving. The road, I mean, the parking lots and the roads. To the ski resorts can be packed, so many ski resorts areas have shuttle bus services. Find out 
what kind of shuttle bus services they have, and if they're going to work for you. It is much easier to get on a shuttle bus and not have to worry about parking to get to the bunny slope or the double black diamond than if you have to get in the car, deal with traffic, deal with parking, and so on. It just depends on what your needs are going to be. So really, what I recommend is, first of all, for you to set a budget on how much you want to spend on this trip. And then I would recommend you find three, you know, pick three or four places you may want to say stay and do a chart that says the good points and the bad points and try to figure out. And also you want to look at the prices. How much is it going to cost you for each? How much hassle of driving and everything like that. So you can decide what is the best choice for you. You want to make a good choice that's going to fit into your budget. Sure, you can stay in Park City and stay at one of the resorts in Park City and, you know, $400 a night. Now, there is, fortunately, Park City is big enough. They do have a lot of economy hotels. However, do you really want to spend $200 a night on a Super 8 motel? It just doesn't seem like a good value for the dollar. But it is an option to consider. Now, let's continue with the budget items. So you have to think about if you're going to be flying, how much the airfare is. Are you going to be driving? How much is gas going to cost you? How much stuff are you going to have to buy for the car? Remember, if they're up in the mountains, you may need tire chains. So that's extra money. The gas, all that, how much is that going to cost you? If you have four or five, you know, four kids and driving is probably a better option. So you'll want to think about that. Think about how much you're going to pay for a place. As I said, there's a lot of options out there. You know, Park City, you're looking at two to $500, depending on where you stay. And they can be booked up months in advance. In fact, months, maybe a year in advance or more. So consider that. Or you can, I give you an example of the canyons. You can stay right near the transit stations and, you know, light rail stations in Midvale, Utah. There's several hotels there. They run 75 to 100. You have everything from Motel 6 to La Quinta's, uh, Park Inn. You can just take a light rail train to one of the track stations that has shuttle, um, the ski bus service right up to the resort. So that is something you'll want to take a look at and see what is going to fit into your budget. Because once again, there is a lot to consider. Here's another thing you want to consider. Equipment rentals. If you don't have good quality ski equipment or no ski equipment, it means you will probably be renting some instead of going out and buying a bunch of equipment that you may only use one time. So that's another thing you want to calculate. Find out how much it's going to cost and where you want to go. How much is the equipment for rental? 
check every place that you put on your list. And that could be another factor that you put into that calculation to see where is the best place for you to stay, that you'll have a good trip, that you'll be at the ski hills that are best for you at your current level, and be within budget. We already talked about accommodations. And, of course, there's a wide range of accommodations. You have everything from a you know Super 8 Motel 6s all the way up to luxury resorts. And if you stay, you know, where you can take a bus up to the hills, you know, that's a, maybe an hour away or so, you'll save a lot of money over being directly in a place like Park City. But then the next thing you'll want to consider is local attractions activities. What is there to do besides skiing? Now, if you stay in the canyons so you don't have to drive back and forth, you'll pay a little more. The other problem is there is not a whole lot to do in that area if you're not skiing. It's pretty much a ski area. Meanwhile, you stay in a place like Park City, there is a lot more local attractions that are not, they're, of course, by a ski resort, so they're going to be skiing related, but there's also attractions that you can go to that have nothing to do with skiing. And how far are those attractions going to be? Say you're looking to Aspen, you know, just up thinking about that one. Aspen's known for school, you know, for the skis, but they also have a, you know, downtown area and, you know, shops and stuff. There's things to do other, you know, besides just going on the ski resort because you'll get, you know, especially younger people, you know, the kids, teenagers, they're going to get bored eventually and want to do something else besides just skiing exclusively. Now, if it's just you and your, you know, spouse or partner or just you and you want to just do the resorts the whole time, that's fine. And you can calculate for that and you can plan it for that. But if you, it is not just you, you got to think about the other people in your group to, you know, go around and figure out what is going to be the best place for you. Going along with that, looking at the place you're going to stay is what kind of family-friendly facilities are there. You know, is there kids club? Is there child care? We already talked about child care, but you you know have a range of activities suitable for all family members. Next, we're going to talk about the double-edged sword of figuring out the weather. Much like any other travel, I suggest, of course, you don't have this choice of airlines, but try to stay at places where you do not have to pay in advance. Why would that be? Because guess what? Weather can be very unpredictable. There has been years where some famous ski resorts went into the major ski season without a lot of snow. And so you don't want to be in a position where you have to pay for a place that you don't want to go to because all the activities are closed up because they haven't gotten their normal amount of snow. So can you know be sure 
to have backup plans if it doesn't work out. Keep an eye on the weather. The problem is that in popular ski places, oftentimes they'll require you to pay in advance and you have to do it so far in advance to make sure you get a place. Otherwise, they might be sold out, you know, booked up, whatever, that you might be put in a bad position. Find out what kind of policy, if you do have to pay in advance, find out if the resort will have an, you know, some type of clause where if they're not getting any snow, you're not going to be forced to pay, you know, you may get some type of refund. Probably it'll be more like a credit, you know, like the airlines give you. They're hoping that you won't use the credit before it expires, but at least it's something. Because as I said, the weather can be unpredictable. And I have seen some of these big ski resorts go into their peak season without the amount of snow they normally get. So what I would do is I would find, you know, maybe three or four places you want to consider that would work for you for a resort, you know, a ski place and see how much is going to cost, you know, think, calculate all the cost of going there, figure it all out, and figure if it's going to fit in your budget. But have alternatives. Maybe you can't go to the fancy place. Maybe it's your dream to go to Aspen. Uh, maybe instead you go somewhere else, but you still get to go skiing. And guess what? you may end up having a better time than if you went to Aspen. You know, because a lot of times these places that are so famous not necessarily are going to be the best places, especially for people that are new to the skiing world. What do you think of our tips? Don't forget we have a Facebook group at Travel Fun and Adventure. We have, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Be sure to, if you have some questions, be sure to ask them on our you know, our Facebook group will be do our best to try to answer them or maybe somebody else in the group will try to answer them. We want to thank you for listening to this episode and be sure next, you know, to be listening in to future episodes. Don't forget the last Saturday of the year, which is coming up in just a few weeks, we will do our funny stories. Basically, these are stories that weren't so funny when they happened. But now you look back on them and you just have to laugh. Or other funny stories, whatever involves travel. Then, the first Saturday of the month, or the year, well, in the month too, it could be the month of January, we will do our special awards for our travel for the last two years since this podcast started. Who's been our best? Who do we like? Who comes up on top? There is going to be a few surprises. Most of that coming because we're only going to we're only going to do travel that we've done in the last two years. So we may have done something that's better, or we know there's better options out there. But because we didn't use that particular service, it's not going to make it on this rating. It is only things we've encountered over the last two years. But don't worry, besides that, we have all kinds of episodes coming up. So be sure to listen in. Please give us a rating 
on your favorite you know, podcast wherever you hear this podcast. I mean, we have information on contacting us in the show notes, and we will talk to you next week.